This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good evening and welcome to another edition of That Millwall Podcast, the Friday Night Live. Uh, much like the Lions with first team captain Sean Hutchinson out injured, uh, our very own captain leader legend Mickey is out of action this evening. Not to worry, he's not injured. He should be back on Sunday for the live. So tonight you're going to have to do with myself, Stephen. And to my uh, left, right, I never know how this works. I've got Northern Wall Ben. Ben, how are you? I'm all right, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. It feels like it's been a long, long time since we've been doing this, especially just a couple because we did a couple where it was just the two of us. But um, we're, I mean, last, I mean, last year we spent Valentine's Day together. So, um, so um, what, a, what a, apart from the commentary result, what a Valentine's uh, it was. Um, lad, uh, guys, obviously tonight. Um, You've got myself and Ben again, much like the much like the first team. A lot of our players are coming back and only getting 40, 45 minutes. Might be a slightly sh- um, shorter show this evening, but we'll do our best to 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 get all things Millwall talking and underway. Uh, evening, Ken. Evening, Carl. We've got Dan, Mark, uh, Tom, Lions, Raw, Chris, uh, Connor. Miles, I don't recognise that name, Miles, if you're a new listener, welcome, and Peter, Daniel, um, Ben, let's start with a little bit of good news that come out of the club uh, this afternoon. The uh, John Berylson way has has finally all been confirmed, uh, I believe tomorrow, I think tomorrow they're um, unveiling it, excellent news, right? Yeah, absolutely, mate, I, I think, obviously, there was obviously a lot of calls from the fans uh, uh, for, for something to be done. I think, in my opinion, it's probably the best thing we could have done. Um, it's difficult renaming a stand. Obviously, statues probably was never going to happen. But, yeah, I, I, fantastic gesture. gesture, Thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly deserved. Um, an amazing tribute to an amazing chairman, man, etc. So, yeah, absolutely amazing from the club and um, I'm assuming the council for letting us do it. So yeah, amazing. Absolutely. I think you're right. It's really tricky, especially with a club like ours, finding the right way to to do these things. And that kind of feels like you kind of immortalised really forever. That's never going to change. You know, things will come and go, but the road that will, that will remain 
that will remain the same. Uh, Miles New, excellent. Please like and subscribe. I'm going to do my Mickey spiel now. If you could all like and subscribe, that would be great. Uh, Peter, David, uh, this is a great one. The Lion Blue, it'll be short without the fan on the board waffling on. I'm sure we can do our best to uh, to match Mickey, but there is only one, as I'm sure you're, um, sure you're all aware. David Turner, good evening. Uh, Dan Riggs, 1.30 tomorrow. James is cutting the ribbon on it. Got to see that. Yeah, I, I think that excellent. I mean, it, look, for, for the Berylson family, uh, for Millwall fans, for everybody associated with the club, um, I could just bring this one up as well. He deserves more. I think it's really tricky, as, as you just said there, Ben. He, he, we, we could do everything for the man because he, he you know, he, he made us perhaps who we are today and kept and gave us a club to, to keep hold of. But it is very tricky to find the right way. So by doing it this way, as I said earlier, he's immortalised pretty much forever. Yeah, and then, and as you say, I, I didn't really actually think about it, but if anything does happen in the future where we move the ground, whatever, um, that rule that the road name will remain there forever, mm-hmm. right? So it's it's, it's a fitting tribute to him because he will forever be a huge part of of Mill as we know it now, and just at the club forever. So um, yeah, I don't think we could have done any more. Um, for him so yeah an amazing tribute and interesting one there that Dan just mentioned about James being over was that something that's happened in the last couple of days was he supposed to, was he going to be at the game or I, I'm not sure I think the fact that this is all tied together probably he want he would have been there for the first home game it's just so coincidental perhaps that it, it's all happened so quickly but probably in the background they know before we do obviously what goes on didn't they so he's probably been told look this is going to happen can you can you be available etc um tony i've just seen mickey moonlight on joe rogan <laughs> statue at least yeah david look i, I think the club of it, i think this is the start of something i, I think there'll be more to come but it, it's it's the right way um lions raw and this leads me on nicely to the next um, sort of thing I was we were going to discuss. Great timing to unveil it on our Memorial Day. Um, something I think is really important that the club do because a lot of people, Ben, I think you've given me this answer. I've given this answer. Other people have. So why do you support Millwall? And I'm sure the guys in the chat would be exactly the same. Why do we all support them? Because our, our dad does, our family does, our granddad, our uncle, our aunts, our mum, sister, wherever it is, um, is the reason why we, we support the club that we do. And, and unfortunately, um, over the last year and beyond, we've we've lost some lines along the way. And I think it's very nice that it is on the same day that we're unveiling the sign, Ben. Yeah, absolutely. And there's the the, the, um, the bit on the website says once a line, always a line fitting for, for John Belson. Um, and obviously all, all the friends, family, loved ones that unfortunately we've lost over the last year. So, um, yeah, look, it, seem to have worked in all ways really didn't it so a fitting tribute to a superb man and yeah it's always an emotional day on memorial day um for people that are involved with um celebrating lives of people that we've lost so yeah it's worked out in a nice way let's put it that way yeah and and obviously i think we can all admit that um the uh was it stoke no bristol city game uh when obviously we paid our respects to john didn't quite go uh, the way that we would have liked in terms of the, the performance and the results. So tomorrow might be, uh, obviously we'll, we'll come on to the game a bit later, but tomorrow might be a really, really good opportunity for us to put that, make that wrong or right a little bit and, and celebrate John again and perhaps um, get, get us off to a better start um, celebrating it this time, perhaps. Yeah, absolutely. It'd be nice to, uh, as you say, 
right that wrong, um, giving us a second bite of the cherry at doing it. But yeah, ho hopefully we can get a result. So I'm sure we'll talk about it in a lot more detail later. But yeah, it's, it's another opportunity to, again, um, put in a good performance for someone that put in a huge performance for us as a club. Absolutely, as Dan said there, just a, I mean, it's in the blood, hundred percent, mate, hundred percent. Once you once you've got the bug, there's there's no there's no going back. Uh, does this mean the mascot will be renamed? Uh, not sure. Uh, that could be next on the list. Uh, the next comment from David. This actually leads us on quite nicely. Um, as you may may not know by the way that we're talking here, we've actually tried to be a little bit professional. Got a, a little bit of a plan in in motion. Um, you know, we're we're stepping up. Uh, this evening, David, big up Jay for getting two good players uh, for us. He's got good links. Um, obviously, we'd cover Tanganga. He was in the squad last week from Spurs um, for the QPR game. This week, we've signed uh, Michael Obafemi from Burnley. Ben, first impressions? Yeah, I mean, he's a player I think we all are probably aware of just from me in the Championship the last few years. Um Ticks every box, I think, in terms of our needs, in terms of athleticism, pace, power, can stick the ball in the back of the net. I think he's got a fairly decent record, certainly at the mm -hmm. championship level. Um, seemed like a really good character as well from his interview, just quite a happy-go-lucky, chirpy guy. So I don't think mm -hmm. you're going to have any problems there in terms of his integration with the squad. Yeah, I, I think so. I think he ticks every box. So, um, yeah, an exciting one. And another player that, as mentioned, the conversation that he had with um, Joe and the plan that they'd spoken about and how that played into his decision. So, yeah, a, a player that I would imagine a lot of championship clubs would have been after as well. So, yeah, as I say, ticks every box, great sign in my opinion, um, and one that we hugely needed. Absolutely. And before I carry on, uh, Lilou Blind, yeah, thanks, Stephen. Proper blunder there. That's why I had Ben there to correct my blunder. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I got a guy completely um, got that wrong, but you you got it right. So this is this is why, you know, we're, we're a team tonight. This is this is how it's this is how it's going to go. Um, Jay doing what we all expected, using his contacts, bring us in players we need 100%. I think the signings, uh, I've seen a lot of tweets talking about how we possibly wouldn't have got these kind of players under Gary Rowett, and I agree 100%. There is certainly the Edwards pool. Um, Dan Riggs, don't want to be new negative Dan, but this new forward hasn't played a full 90 in two years. I'm hoping he does the job, ripped us a new one when he played against us. I think if you look at our track record, it doesn't matter who we've signed um in january over the years they've always been players that have been out of favor or coming back from an injury or looking to rebuild their careers um ollie burke a prime example of the last couple of seasons someone trying to find a home uh, duncan watmore obviously struggled at at middlesbrough players like that come to us um because they they need to start again i think it fits the mold as as you said there, Ben, the way that he spoke, the way that he come across, Edwards doing his due diligence on him, um, spoke very highly. I thought it was very important because, you know, there's been a lot of talk about um, Obafemi and his character and the way that he is. So it's obviously not a decision that's just been done, um, you know, just find any old person. He, you know, a young pacey striker has been identified. Um so, Dan, I do see what you're saying, but I think we have to come to expect that with our budget. You're going to that's the kind of players that you're um, 
that you're gonna that you're gonna you're gonna attract. Michael can play in the top sixteen. Great signing. Can't believe we got him. To be honest with you, uh, Obafemi, brilliant signing. Strong, fast, good on the ball, and can finish. Um, Obafemi will be part of a swap deal, including Zian Fleming next season, as long as Burnley stay up. That is an interesting point because that's been. That and how do we make that happen? <laughs> well. <laughs> would you would you realistically yeah. would you would you take that deal um yeah. personally as it stands i think i would um fleming has not been the zm fleming that we we saw for the majority of last season and and if obafemi comes in and hits the ground running why why would you not well, um you gotta look at their attributes and what we already have in the squad as well i'd say there Stephen. as well we we desperately need sort of Brad is out of contract in the summer. We don't know if he's going to be staying. Nisbet, just from what Joe said last week, I don't think he fancies him at all. Um, just he pinned a lot of blame in, not the whole performance, but a lot of us not being able to keep the ball high up the pitch on, on Nisbet without actually calling his name out. Um I don't think he fancies Nisbet. I really don't. Um, so I, 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 if that was an option... I would be exploring that to its fullest. Absolutely. I, I think there's some more comments that I'll get to. Um, there's a couple of things that are, there's a couple of comments that have come in that are actually really, really uh, good points that I will um, bring up. But on this, um, Dan, as well, Stephen, just before we go on to that one, yeah. so I was just having a look there. I didn't know he hadn't played 90 minutes for uh, a long time. His last was October 22. Uh, that yeah that's but that's the risk that you take isn't it when you you 100%. we need the quality players like that at this level yeah they're always going to be you, you know the injured type or the ones going back from an injury an element of looking at who he's played for in that time as well mm. he has played for southampton has played for burnley in that time who were flying in championship and then obviously have played in the Premier League and he has been out all season pretty much this year with a, with a hamstring injury so yeah and, and that's it I mean I wouldn't expect to see, I don't expect to see him start tomorrow again we'll come to that sort of later on in the show but it's working his way back to fitness and giving us a, another option uh, for, for the remainder of the season uh, Miles would like to know what's going to happen with SA um, I, I'll look my, I've made my feelings clear on this over my social media channels. I think um, SA should be loaned out at this point. Last week, we had two attackers on the bench. We only saw one of them and we paid it, put in one of the worst performances of the season. If we're not going to pick him, we're not going to play him, get him out on loan. I'm sure there's plenty of League One clubs that would like to take him, right? Yeah, 100%, mate. Um, again, I don't think he's... If you look at Amaku and SA as those young up-and-coming players that we've got in full positions. Amaku seems to be obviously favoured and has, has played far more minutes than SA. Um, and again, for a manager who's exclusively managed in youth, youth football or best part of all of his career in youth football, he, uh, Joe Edwards would know what it's going to take for SA to break in the team. He's clearly seeing something that he doesn't like. He hasn't played enough minutes, so it's got to be on the training ground um, or anything else that's going on. Again, I'm just trying to put two and two together here. So there's obviously something that Jobers doesn't like or doesn't feel like he's ready for first team football. So yeah, I think we've got to look at exploring loan options for him. Um, Joe Edwards in his interview with News at Den or um, I saw he kind of 
he was sat on the fence of it, wasn't he? He didn't seem like mm. it was 100% going to happen, but didn't also rule it out. So who knows? I mean, yeah, if, if I was the manager, I'd be sending him out on loan. But I'm not. I actually think that interview was a bit of a come and get me for League One managers to come in and have a look and take a punt. There was a very soft link I saw just before we come on. And again, the credibility of the sources are, you know, um, not the best, but there was rumours that Derby um, potentially oh, were looking. Yeah, because a top club at, at League One um in league at league one level probably getting some really valuable experience again the, the credibility of the source is is not uh, isn't great but someone like that would be perfect for his development at this time and there's i think they've got is it them that have got is it if they miss it i think they want callum lang from someone and they're not going to get him and they it's coming to the end of the transfer and i think people are putting two and two yes i think yeah i think so um they uh david and tanganga was linked to ac milan a couple of years ago yeah i i did read that so again the color of the players and the fact that edwards we've already spoke about this i know that can name drop Mourinho, conte you know you you don't we don't get that as Millwall fans as Millwall manager it's just wealth of experience that he can he can draw on um daniel uh just on the Tanganga beast, whilst you're going to the next comment there, Steve, as well. So, yeah, Dave, I mean, not only that, but Augsburg had a £10 million, well, reported £10 million conditional uh, obligation to buy. So, yeah, he, he was still very, very highly thought of for Augsburg to be willing to uh, shell out £10 million for him. Absolutely. Uh, anyone else expected to, to come in? Uh, there's talk, again, from... Twitter, other channels that we are still looking. Richard Curley said, didn't he, that there's a young prospect that wasn't um, of a Femi or obviously Tangang is a bit older, isn't he? But so they, I think they're still looking uh, to do something. The guy that's gone to Brentford, wasn't it? The guy from Bromley. Uh, it, it, yeah, but it, 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 for him, but it wasn't him that he was talking about. No, but then someone asked when Obafemi was being signed, is this the prospect? And Richard come back and said, no. So, oh, I related to the guy that went to No, play. he did. He did say that, but it's for both of them. So I think we're still looking to be active. It also depends, again, if Campbell goes back, if there is a move for SA, he might that might free up a little bit of wiggle room. Um, not too sure. Yeah, Financially, the only, way only thing I would say on that, just Daniel's point there, Stephen, is, again, listening to Joe Edwards' interview um, on Nobafemi and, and the game tomorrow, it didn't, it didn't scream to me like we were still he said quality over quantity so i i wouldn't be surprised if there's no one else coming in i know the, the young prospect but I, i'd mm. imagine from that he's not going to be a first team player or going to be expected to be in and around the first team anytime soon so um yeah i wouldn't be surprised if there wasn't any movement unless like what you just said campbell goes back or sa moves on Absolutely. And you know, though, that Edwards is playing the Millwall uh, manager oh, yeah. role. You say nothing and then all of a sudden something comes out of the bag. Uh, seems to be a few people, Connor, I'll take up a Femi and a few million for Fleming. Uh, what are we really going to get for Zion based in this season? Be honest here, three million. Um, again, well, it's a good point that um, Chaps actually made um, to me a few weeks ago. We were, again, we were just talking about Fleming's form and he's actually only got a year left on his contract as of the summer. So mm. whatever figures we were going to get, some are just gone, going to be nowhere near that, coupled with his, obviously his form. Yeah, yeah, 
don't know. I, I think we'd be lucky to get anywhere near that now, personally. Uh, it's how long was a piece of string, isn't it? Comment with with valuations of players because you look yeah. at some players and think, how do they go for that much or th- that little or, or whatever? So I, I don't know. I don't know the honest answer to the question of Fleming. Have we got a buyout clause in both signing lads? I don't know. I don't. We don't for uh, Tanganga. So Tanganga's got a contract in the summer, but Tottenham yep. have uh, an extension clause on that. But the fact that they were obviously willing to let him go to. Augsburg on a permanent would suggest they're not going to look to trigger that. So you would expect Tanganga to be out of contract. And I don't think anything's been mentioned with Obafemi. No, no. And I think Obafemi is... It's, it, what did he go to Berlin for, Stephen? Do you know, as in value-wise, I was trying to find... Um, I don't know if you can have a look at that for us. Will they really want Fleming if they stay in the Premier League? They wanted him this year. So so who knows? It's probably a name that, um, you know, if he, if he does turn... The form does turn and a few more goals. I think he's certainly one that clubs would still be look at. Obafemi would smash our pay scale. Can't see it. That's always the stumbling block as well, isn't it? Is is wages. Um, has Fleming got the uh, mental strength for the Prem as he has lost his way towards the end of last season? Again, who knows? Uh, I've I read and listened to the, the Fleming interview and I, I think he sounds like a very frustrated man at the moment. He, he's not. I don't think it's that he's not happy. I just, I don't think he's, he's best pleased with how he's playing and how the team is playing. I think he wants more. He probably wants more from himself. He wants more from the team, but to do that, you've got to be, you've got to do that yourself to start with, haven't you? To try and get your team, to try and drag your teammates through when they need you the most. Yeah. I don't, I don't, he's not going to be happy with his form, is he? Um, but he's the only one who can turn that around. Um yeah, I, I, he did struggle back in the last year. He's shown very, very, very small glimpses of the player that we thought we had at the beginning of the season last year. Um, if he wants that Premier League move, he's got to find some more consistency. Absolutely. And uh, look, I think it's, as we said earlier, we don't know how much players are really worth, do we? It's, it's Someone comes to the club and says, right, we want to buy one of your players. And it's, it's the back and forth and, and then, you know, figures get touted. It's Fleming, ZM Fleming could easily, easily turn it around and then people will start sniffing again in the summer. Or it could carry on going the way that it's going and you're thinking, well, we're not going to get hardly anything for him and will he get a move at all? So it, it'd be interesting. But um, I think for this for this, for this, this transfer window and beyond, I think Fleming will stay and it will just be dependent on how, if he so can slight, turn. Slightly off-paced and off-script. I know we're trying to stick to it as much as possible, but so Fleming's got seven goal contributions so far this season. Mm-hmm. What do you think he would get to come the end of the season? Um, and there's a second part to this question. What do I think he'll get? What do you think he'll the... get? To... 15. And contributions. Is this goal? Yes, goals and assists. So he's on seven now, say halfway point there or thereabouts. Even if he gets 15 goal contributions, bearing in mind what did he get, he got 15 goals last year, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, thereabouts. Do you think that's enough as a number 10 and supposed to be our main attacking outlet? Oh, that's a really hard question because if you just said, I don't think it's enough. I don't, but for that, I mean, 15 goal contributions is enough from our main man what's enough well i i would certainly be expecting him to be up near the 20 mark i would be expecting 
Yeah, I'd say 20 goal contributions, goals and assists. As it's, really, it's really tricky though, isn't it? Because the fact that our midfielders, and we've been crying out for midfielders to actually, you know, contribute. By the way, if anyone comes at me about Bradders, I'm not having it. <laughs> so now we go. We got uh, 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 the difference is, I think Fleming is supposed to be the the, the kind of showstopper, is yeah, the star kind of player, the star man. Um, uh, Lang plays for Wigan, uh, so okay, so what that is then, I think Derby want him, but I think they're going to miss out on him to somebody and the alternatives. There was a couple of names touted, and SA was one, but again, um, imagine getting Mourinho in to replace Baldy Barrett. That would be very, very interesting. Although. If I was a, a betting man, I would be putting my money on Jose Mourinho taking the Newcastle job in the summer. But um, Good shout, Good shout. We'll, we'll see. Uh, I think we'll get two more signings, one prospect and one on loan. There's a lot of people that are saying that we need to. Um, again, it's, it's all budget now. I think it's really, really budget uh, driven for us. I don't think it's the case. I think if Edwards could, he'd have two or maybe even three players come in to really bolster us. But he's obviously been realistic and we know our capabilities. I think we get one more in, lads. Realistically, is that we can't compete with the Prem relegated clubs? No. And that's it. And that's why when we went to Leeds, again, we don't know what we offered for Charlie Cresswell. Again, it's going off the topic a little bit. We don't know what we offered, but they probably looked at it and went, that is nothing to us. It's not going to make a blind bit of difference. No, thanks. And that's just how it is with them, them clubs, right? With the parachute payments and, and, and the value of the players that they've got. Well, the parachute payments now is just... I think if you, even if you look back over the last 10 years, I think it's just religiously that those parachute payment clubs finish certainly in the top six, but almost certainly go back up the season after. So the gap gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And I'm sure you'll see the likes of Luton, even if they do go down, that they will be a force to be reckoned with in the league if they keep hold of Rob Edwards. That'll be the biggest challenge for them. But yeah, just because they're going to have, have more money than, than us. If we're then competing with a club like that, you've got no chance. Absolutely. I didn't know this. I haven't watched it. Um, Cordy said on the South London uh, Press podcast, Edward said one to two players coming in next week, but they will be young with lots of potential. I haven't heard that. I haven't I haven't listened to the podcast yet. So um, that is going to be my I think my listening on the way to the den tomorrow. But um, who knows? As I say, I think we will keep their cl uh, cards close to their chest with, with transfers. So whilst it seems you know, oh, you know, we'll see if anyone comes available and quality and this, that and the other. And then all of a sudden, bam, someone's through the door. But um, we need these younger players. We've said, haven't we, um, Ben and, and Mickey and Omar, that our squad is one of the oldest, if not the oldest in the championship, the average age. We need to be bringing in younger players and sort that out a little bit. And I know it's not just a case of you can't just throw all your eggs at the youth um, and hope that they're going to do the job. But it's it's the way we've got to go. Yeah, yeah, I think that'll be the big thing for Edwards in the summer. We obviously we've spoken again about the amount of players we've got out of contract in the summer. I would imagine that will be his key priority: will be lowering the age or the average age of the squad and getting in some younger players. Absolutely, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and keep up with some of the the comments here. Yeah, it was I just had a look, it was four million. Yeah, uh, evening, uh, Richard. Uh, unless Tendango is a brilliant known spell on top and trigger the year's extension and sell to the highest bidder, the loan market has shut, us, shut on us many times already. Yeah, um, again, like that's the problem with the loan market, isn't it? It's the risk that you take if you don't put clauses in. Uh, Connor, 15 goals and assists. Uh, I think he would get five more goal co contributions or maybe five more goals. So that would put him, what, on 17? That wouldn't be 
too bad. Uh, on his current form, I can't see him getting no. that. And I'm assuming Miles, that's that's what we would expect him to get, rather than what we think he's going to get. <laughs> I mean, if we do get that, I'll be delighted, but I can't see it. Derby signed uh, Blackett Taylor from the NRS, very similar player to SF. Again, it was only a, it's again the, the credibility of the source wasn't. It was one of these um, accounts that post about sort of a million transfer rumours, and then one or two of them stick and uh, and go from there. Leeds, uh, Sydney Crystal must go next week, even if loan for now. I did see somewhere though that he'd patch things up with um, thought, uh, Fark. I don't know how true that is, but again, he's willing to try it. You don't know, do you? You never know these yeah. these things. A couple of good games from Zian Fleming and those stats could have been blown out of the water. Agree 100%. Uh, linked to uh, Castledine and Moriera at Chelsea. Again, I, the fact that we haven't signed anyone from Chelsea, yeah, I, does, I said, yeah. it makes me think that there's something happening. There's waiting for something for some reason, like, I don't know, um, someone to move on elsewhere or Chelsea are bringing someone in or, or something. Oh, see, I think the other way, Stephen, I'm kind of going, the fact it hasn't happened yet means that we're not going to get anyone from Chelsea because I would have thought we're not going to be getting anyone in around their first team, right? It's always going to be a young prospect. So I, in my head, I'm thinking if that was the case, that would have been Joe Edwards' first call to any club to say, who can we take? And the fact it hasn't happened or it didn't happen early on, means it ain't going to happen. But I'm I'm more than happy to go with your theory over mine. I, I just, I've got it in my head. I've got it in my head that they've, they've been working on something. We're going to get Kunku on loan just to get some match fitness up. Conor Gallagher to, to run the midfield. He's going to sack off a £40 million. Pound I, mean, we don't, I don't think we don't, <laughs> uh, Dan Riggs, who's been banging this drum all uh, uh, January transfer window. Santos, remember I said it. Yeah, Dan, it's not happened yet, mate. You, you've been swearing blind. So... Um, Chris, this is an interesting uh, comment. Um, has Elder definitely gone now? We could do the shake-up and get some better backroom staff. Firstly, I don't think there was ever any doubt that Alex Aldridge was uh, staying at the club because it, why would he leave? He is our director of football. The rumour of the fella from Palace, and I can't think of his name now. Um, that is someone. Yeah, I can't... Uh, I can't remember, but he of coming from Palace. There's a lot of whispers that that's true, and we have brought in um, we have brought in a head of recruitment. So watch this space. Although he's at the club, he won't be going anywhere, mate. It's on that as well, isn't it? Head of like youth recruitment. It's not head of senior football recruitment. It was my understanding of the appointment. Anyway, I don't think it mm. was for um, yeah, it wasn't for senior appointments like Aldo's. Aldo will have control of all the scouting, I'd imagine, and all that sort of thing. So I think the guy that we were looking at from Palace, true or not, was that it would be more local talent, was my understanding. Well, it's about time because we miss out on so many that just seem to pop up at every other club other than ours. It's just a bit ridiculous, really. Um, uh, lads in the chat, who would you rate? Uh, what would you rate? Sorry, the Joe, Joe Edwards transfer so far over to you, Stephen. Uh, what would I rate? I would say... He's trans that the actual signings that he's made have been very, very good. Um, overall, it's hard to judge on two players considering that Tanganga's played what 20 minutes, and but over time, I think they'll be good signings. For me, what's more exciting is the caliber of the players and the type of players that we've we've targeted. Edwards is clearly has a plan on who he wants. He's mentioned athletic, he's mentioned pacey. 
Tanganga for his position fits the bill. Obafemi fits the bill. So what he's talking and what he wants is what he's getting. And I think that's what makes it more exciting rather than the actual players, because they are loans and, and it might take a little bit of time for them to settle. But there's a clear plan and process that I think Edwards is following. And to me, that's what's more exciting. Yeah. Ben? And yeah, just, just to add to that, mate, I think the calibre of the names, I, I said if Tanganga had been, if Leicester had signed him on loan, I would have gone, yeah. Because I know him from playing at Spurs in the, in the Premier League, and I know he mm. went out to Germany. So if he'd gone to Leicester, I'd have gone, yeah. If he'd gone to anyone else in the league, I'd have gone, yeah, great signing. Same with Obafemi. If he'd have gone to anyone else in the league, I'd have gone, that's a really good signing for them. Why haven't we? Why weren't we linked with him? So the calibre in which the names, the players that we've been able to get in, have far exceeded my expectations. I know they're only loan signings, but I don't see us ever. I think. It's good. It's key to point out. I thought that Rowett took us to a next level in terms of recruitment, and I think again we've gone beyond that. Mm. You've already mentioned it that Edwards has been able to tap in or at least have conversations with the likes of Mourinho and Conte about asking about players. I mean, Rowett's never able to do that, right? So I do think yeah. we've gone level, level, and and we've improved. So the caliber in which that we've got in, I think, is yeah, definitely improved. Hopefully, they can transform their names or their reputations that come with their names on the pitch absolutely uh ben Harfull downer <laughs> uh, hey? that was in relation to um not getting excited about was it not getting excited about transfers no i'm assuming i might be, was it about fleming how many numbers are you getting okay, possibly about, maybe, i don't know uh, we're not getting anyone from chelsea they're all in bed in the stack oh, yeah that 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 comment that sorry that video of the the you can watch oh, Chelsea cool. now can't you from a bed it's just ridiculous. Um, perhaps Edwards is waiting for the summer before tapping up Chelsea for a season long loan. Still need an attacking coach possibly. Uh, I think once we've got the right players, I think things will start to change. I mean, if you think about again going off on a bit of a tangent, if you think about a front potential front three or four of a, a Maku, um, Brook Norton, Cuffey. Of a Femi, and I'll, I'll put Bradshaw in there as as kind of the the real workhorse. You, you've got it, it's a it's a it's a decent attack. It's pacey, a work rate. You hope so. Um, I, I think it will start to come together. Uh, you will see Honeyman stitching me up on the five weeks, which I'll be feeling tomorrow. Santa's is coming. Yeah, okay. Uh, that little podcast evening. Who's behind you, Ben? I don't. I, I'm assuming that's Mickey, but. From what I gathered, that he wasn't going to be looking at his, he wasn't going to be able to look at his phone. So, <laughs> not sure, not sure who that is. <laughs> Got to trust the process. Absolutely agree, Stephen. Thank you very much. Uh, can you force Ben to watch a whole American football game? Why? why? I, I, I don't mind American football. I used to like NFL. Uh, I've got Madden, Chris, if that counts, um, on the first five. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I don't mind American football at all. Can't say I'm as into it as I used to be, but I rate the transfers this January. It would be better if we get the Brazilians from Chelsea, Santos, and Washington. Would be lovely, mate. Would be lovely. Everything, mate. Apparently, you're you're half full on everything. Um, <laughs> I think I'm one of the most positive uh, ones in here. Just going to skip a couple of comments. Go to this one. Only time Ben is happy is talking about Bradder's mum. To be honest, that is true. Or Bradder's himself. I think that's harsh. That Tony. I think that's harsh. Um, I tell you what, um, Tony. If you get Ben on the subject. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. He likes his golf yeah. and he also likes his cricket. So if you get him on those subjects, he's a bit happy. Well, not happy at the moment with the cricket, but he's usually a bit happier about those. I'm going to take um, next month to play golf for 10 days, so I'm happy about that. There you go. Uh, Joe uh, Joe Edwards said next season we'll be looking at permanence. Yeah, and that's it. When players get released, young players get released all the time at football clubs, don't they? You know, they don't might not make it at Chelsea, at Spurs, at Arsenal. So I think that's definitely um, definitely one to look at. Let's hope we ship Nisbet out back up north for one or two million. No, I can't see anyone paying that at the moment. Uh, midfield is the issue at the moment. That's something we're going to come on to when we talk about the game tomorrow. It's something I wanted to highlight. So um, we will come back to that, Miles. Um, whether our attack is well and good or not, they need the service. Yet yeah, again, we'll we'll do that. Uh, where's your link to U2's charity events? Um, I was going to do this at the end of the show. Um, ben, I will uh, do you first. Tell the listeners how close you are. You're you're becoming a lean fiend, a lean mean fighting machine. Yeah, so something like that, mate. Um, <laughs> yeah, ne- nearly nearly completed it. Um, so for anyone that doesn't know, my um, charity was the Royal British Legion. I was running fifty miles uh, cumulative. Don't worry, not all in one go because I wouldn't be on the show anymore if that was the case. Um, yeah, cumulative of fifty miles uh, over Jan, and I'm on forty eight. 0.12 miles and that's 96 percent. so i've got one more run left in me um did it for twofold obviously to raise money for for a great charity and as you said Stephen, to, to do a bit of timbering it back into the gym again and it's it's done both i've raised over 500 pounds i think i'm on 530 pounds now um for as i say an amazing charity so yeah it's been it's been good so one more run left in me and hopefully i'm gonna keep it up after that um, just on that, I have just put into the chat, it should be in there now, the link to Ben's uh, Social Sync uh, fundraising page. Uh, if anybody would like to donate and sponsor it. So Ben is doing a cracking thing. Um, he's very, very close and he's raised over £500. So that's a superb effort. Uh, for me, my charity event is next week, uh, next Friday. So I won't be on the live show with you guys. I'm doing my um charity 24-hour gaming marathon thank you to all of you guys who have um donated so far it's been very much appreciated uh, i will uh, post the link uh, to my just giving page as well anybody that has donated or does donate um moving forward will be entered into a prize raffle to win the signed millwall home shirt from this season i will be picking the shirt up tomorrow so i will have it on the live on sunday um, and we we'll can sort out once the, the event's done and we can sort out um getting that Don't out worry, listeners, it isn't rigged but i have been told i am the winner so <laughs> 
mate, you've just absolutely <laughs> killed me there. But Ben may be now disqualified from the draw. Um, for being, if being I do, dickhead, really. I it's can't be Mickey. He's an OnlyFans with a feather duster and a cheese grater. Chris, it's it's remarkable how accurate you are there, mate. It, uh, no, uh, what you do in your spare time and what, what you watch, I have no idea, mate. But uh, Tony, our playoff six, let's have a round. Uh, ben, you've been challenged. Do you accept? Yeah. I mean, I think... I'll play any time, yeah. I'm happy to. I think there. Tony's in New Zealand, so I think he might be inviting you out there to pay for your flights That's and pay for your rounds. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Tony, get me out there, mate. I'm, I'm yeah, all over it. I, um, I, I play a little bit of golf as well, but I am terrible, so I'm not playing either of you because it'll take you hours to get round and you just won't talk to me again. Um, well, sorry, mate, jumping the gun a bit. Not a problem. Um, with Usually it's chaos. When Mickey is in charge of this, um, it's chaos. <laughs> Anything happens. It's we, we have the food reviews. We have all sorts of stuff that goes on, but we're trying to, we're trying to be a little bit more structured um this evening john uh big transfer news this week maybe maybe um will mickey be fighting a boxing charity fight against ricky Gervais? uh i think we pay good uh we pay good money um big transfer news this week is tyrell hatton going to live uh we're <laughs> we're not going to do a golf segment i think mickey will kill us if we do that but um who knows maybe not no, I hope not as well. Uh, sorry, that was a tie. I meant I play off sixty. Yeah. It all comes out in the wash, and in the end, it all comes out in the wash. Um, up to date with the comments. Um, let's move on to the game tomorrow. The Lions host Preston uh, back in Championship action. One of I think three fixtures tomorrow in the Championship because of the FA Cup. So, which I'm firstly I'm quite pleased about that we're not having to play midweek um that's a that's a good start um Preston have kind of fallen off the boil a little bit from early season we've been we're pretty good over Christmas started a bit ropey um after Bristol City what are you expecting from the game tomorrow Ben? First and foremost mate um a huge reaction from the QPR game I think uh Fleming's interview they alluded to it Edwards's interview alluded to it so I think there's going to be a reaction um, I thought we were absolute certainties to beat QPR. Uh, I think we're absolute certainties to win Saturday. Um, but yeah, I think that's the big thing. I, I yeah, a, a reaction from the players on on every level: effort, work rate, quality. So I think that's that's what we want to see. But yeah, I, I, I think we will win Saturday. I really do. Uh, Tony, again, if we score first, we win. Uh, possibly. I... I think you're right, but I think it's a, a reaction is definitely required because there's no way. I mean, I, I was there at QPR last week, and the fans were were really unhappy with the with the level of performance. And I, personally, I think rightly so. I don't think they should have booed um, when Edwards come over. He sort of seemed to get a little bit of grief. I don't think he was best pleased with that either. But I think he could understand the level of performance was unacceptable. But certainly a reaction. And one player, we, we, we spoke about him earlier, one player I would certainly expect some form of reaction is Kevin Nisbet because he's really got to start bucking his ideas up if, if, to, 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 to make it in English football because you hear about these players that come from Scotland or, or Holland or France and then all of a sudden they get shipped straight back and you never they never they never come out again really and i think not that it, it's his first season in english football and i know edwards made a comment saying that it does take time to adapt but he needs to be better than what he was last week 
but I'd certainly agree, Ben, it, it, a reaction is required. Um, and back back to um, the comment that Miles made. Firstly, they, they were unlucky against Leeds. They were. Um, Preston, yeah. they were very unlucky against them last week. I don't think it's going to be a, I don't think it's going to be a walk in the park. And the comment that Miles uh, made about the midfield last week, I was amazed that Billy Mitchell and George Honeyman both kept their places. Not so much the case of Honeyman, more so um, Billy. This week, one, two, or neither of them keep their place. Do you think? Uh... I'm going to say one, mate. I think Honeyman still deserves his his place in there. Um, I I think there needs to be a little bit of what had preceded the, the the performance Saturday. It was so bad that I'm almost just happy to not happy to, but I think you just got to put a line for it. Do you know what I mean? It was just so out of character that that say the preceded the, the previous results and performances. But I think you just put a line through it and say it was a blip. We didn't turn up. Uh, but I don't think Billy will start. I think they'll get Sav back in. But I would say I would really like to see, to see Honeyman stay in there. I, I've said it a couple of times now. I don't think it's coincidence that our best run of form and performances have coincided with him playing central. No, absolutely. And um, I think it's similar to what Alex has just said here. They're worrying that the Jekyll and Hyde performances are still happening. It's true. Um, it, we go from the good to the bad to the good to the bad. And, and it seems to go that way. Last week was definitely, oh, I'd like to think, as you said, was a blip. It's got to be a, it's got to be um, forgotten about and moved on. Uh, whilst I'm going to go through the, the midfield and get a little bit more, but if in the chat, if you can put in, uh, would you start with Billy and, uh, George Honeyman, would you replace one? Would you replace two? Let us know. Let us know your thoughts. Um, I am of a similar opinion. I think George Honeyman has probably done enough still to warrant a place in the starting eleven. I think it would be it would be Sav that comes in in for Billy Mitchell, in my opinion. And I think you say to to Honeyman, get forward a little bit more. I think that's a bit more suited to him. And then have Sav as your kind of uh, your general holding in just in front of the midfield. But a prospect of the movement of Denor and Honeyman in the midfield coming for the ball, wanting to get involved, wanting to turn on the ball and move forward could be an interesting prospect. But I would I would go, I personally would go Savin and Honeyman. But I would I certainly be getting Denor on the pitch. I think our best two would be that pairing. I think Denor and Honeyman for me is our best pairing in there. I think it's going to be our most dynamic ball playing. I think they tick every box, both of them, in terms of what you need as a championship mid midfield pair. Denor can sit a bit deeper. Um, so, yeah, I think those two, personally, are our best two in there. Um, it's an interesting one with Sav, because I, I just think... Uh, yeah, where, where does he fit in that now, I, I feel like? But I, I, feel, I think he will start Saturday, but I think... Beyond that, he's obviously going to have a huge parts play for the rest of the season. But do you think? Would you be? Would you be? Don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> okay, if the unspeakable happened, would you be surprised? Yes, I would. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I, and that's not speaking with the the George Seville, um, you know, fan club in me here it would just surprise me because when Sav come back in the team under route and he's played under Edwards he's been a very good player for us and I think 
a lead is something that we again we talk about what i would say would be an interesting prospect if Zian Fleming continues to to sort of flatter to deceive in the league and things don't quite work out, you could see Honeyman go into the 10 and then that would enable your Savile and Denor midfield yeah. too. That could be a, an option, but we're not just, uh, for now, we're not going to drop Fleming for, for Honeyman in the 10. I think Fleming will be given the opportunity to try and rediscover the form from last year. I think Sav is, an, is one that, Edwards will probably take off more often than not, not necessarily because he's been booked, but just because of the way that the, of the games go and, and, and his role in the team. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't want to think of a world of George Savile being dropped and then not ever coming back into the side. Eventually, I think Edwards is midfield. I think Denor would, I think he'd be a real player under and he's yeah. a real player anyway, but a real player under Edwards, and he'll look to find someone to play alongside him. But for the foreseeable future, I think Sav still does have a does have a role um, to play. Uh, Honey Badger uh, is a must starter. Billy is a trier, but not championship standard. Tough, but I think uh, it's hard. It, it's sitting on the fence with, with with Billy Mitchell. I think it's either going to go one or two ways. He's either really going to get click and he's going to develop, or he, he may end up, you know dropping down in, in into league one uh one honeyman or or sav and denor uh sav and honeyman tomorrow uh, how fit is denor sav should come back defo i don't we don't know about denor but he's now had a couple of weeks back in full training obviously he was he come on in the uh the middlesbrough game so i'd expect him to be close uh honeyman and sav start denor comes on after 60 uh denor should start if fit and harding should be dropped Longman as a get Longman again as a striker. No, honestly, that was one of the most depressing thirty minutes of football watching playing as a striker. I don't blame right. I don't. I don't blame him. I'm not. I'm not digging him out. I'm really not. Longman's coming but, on in front of Obafemi for the last thirty. Then we, yeah, something's gone wrong there as well. <laughs> it just to me. I've said this before, and I said it to you guys in the chat. That was a, that was a message from um, Joe Edwards to the ball saying, "Get me a striker," because it, that was. And again, I don't blame Longman. Well, but, right? Uh, well, it did, yeah. It, it, it was a master plan. Yeah. Um, Denor is an instant starter when fully fit. Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, the fully fit is the interesting part there because if he's not quite ready, he might be. But he, he might not want to be risked. Um, Peter, donated to you boys for your charity events coming soon. Thank you yeah, very much, you. Peter. Very much appreciated, mate. Um, I like Billy Mitchell, but he's got to be on the bench. Sav has to start. Yeah, Billy, Billy, Billy for me just. Um, I, I I don't want to dig him out, but he's just starting to go on that Danny Mac trajectory for me of having uh, of prospects of me thinking he was going to go on and be a Premier League fullback, Billy being a Premier League centre mid one day, and now they're just sort of plateauing in my opinion in terms of their development. I don't know why, but that nothing against them. A good championship players, I think, but I just, yeah, there was a time where I thought Danny was just destined to play in the Premier League, and then I, I, again with Billy, I thought it was just a matter of time before a big club come in and, and snapped him up, but yeah, at the minute, it's not happening. It's amazing, you must have seen this comment. I love Billy and hopes he make, and make hope he makes it, but I fear he could be another Ben Thompson, and that's pretty much what you've said. He, there was always going to be a... 
Ben Thompson. I still think he's a much better player than Ben Thompson. <laughs> Absolutely, but Ben Thompson, you thought no, was going to be Mill captain and 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 progress and move on. It didn't work. Billy Mitchell. Uh, this is and this is what I'd said on a, a couple of previous shows that the level of our youth players has improved. You know, we'd had them come into the first team playing in League One, didn't quite weren't quite ready for the championship. Now they're coming and playing in the championship, but are they going to take us to the next level? And and you hope that the likes of Amaku and SA, perhaps if they get, you know, with SA if he gets game time, that they take us to the next level. And you can tell that it's improving, but Billy Mitchell, um, as you say, I don't quite know what the development is. There's talk that Rowett was trying to change the way he played and keep him defensive, but I don't know. I hope it works. Uh, I, yeah, I hope it works I hope, for Billy. I but... hope he comes out the other side of it and, and, and we, it does carry on in that um, development trajectory that we thought he was going to go on. But I say it just hasn't happened this year, has it, so far? No. Danny Mack at right back, Norton Cup, he can't defend to save his life. Um, I, I, I agree that Danny, should, Danny Mack should be the a right back, but Norton Cuffey, I think we've got to get further up the fit, pitch. You've got to get him going forward i think that's that's where we're going to get more use out of him yeah i mean say with that based on tomorrow's game is we saw qpr target danny mac and harding with being direct i remember just because it was Elsie's first game last year that they targeted um creswell with chad evans in the first half and i we won four two last year but they really targeted him. So if he, if Danny Mack's going to play in that sort of right centre-back role again, I'd imagine he's going to have a tough afternoon if Chad Evans is fit. I'm saying all this, but I'd imagine they'll be targeting him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, until Obafemi is fit, Fleming up front, Nisbet in behind. Bit worried about Obafemi as I saw a static mannequin take him out in training yesterday. That was funny. That was, that was quite funny, actually. Uh, not the best of starts, is it, for him? Uh, we don't play over right, but we play right wing back. We that's correct. We usually play over right wing back, but I think with I would go with the four and put Danny as the right back, two centre halves left back, and put Norton Cuffey up the pitch. If we play with the right wing back, then obviously Norton Cuffey would be out there. And again, with Danny Mack, he's played at centre half now, but we've just signed Tanganga. Is that a sign that he doesn't really fancy him there? I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, uh, as we move on to the next level, so to speak, are our young players not moving in our transition? And I think they are, um, the Lion Blue. As I said earlier, I think they get better each time, but it, it's it's finding the ones that really go to the next level. It's almost as if they've got to a point and then it stops and it's happened again and it's happened again. That's where we've really got to find the killer youngster. Yeah, and I think uh, with that, the kind of next level is they do it on a consistent basis for us and that they push us on to that next level. We make it into the, the Premier League or whatever, or unfortunately, just the way the football world is, that a Premier League club come in and buy them for big money. And we haven't mm. seen that really in recent years, have we? No. The only cl- closest we got was selling those two lads to Southampton that went on to City, which we yeah. got some money for. So um, do you think Sarkic was at fault for the QPR second goal? Um I don't want to be too critical on Sarkic because I, 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 it, it wasn't great. It wasn't, but I do think he was unsighted. And to be fair, that, that you, you've got to you've got to say sometimes you need your defenders to react a bit quicker. Their fella got there first, put the ball in the back of the net, and and uh, you know you'll say should he be in that position? I don't know, but um, my only, my 50-50. is he seems to have one of those in, in him. And for me, turned a corner. He looked 
like he'd improved, confidence had improved. And then, is, I mean, we could all probably sit here and name five or six that we could pin on him, which, mm. yeah, I just, I think he's always going to have one in him, unfortunately. Yeah, it's a tough one because you'd, you'd like to think he's going to improve and he's still young, relatively young for a goalkeeper. So uh, time as well, mate, as in first team game time, he hasn't had a great deal, has he? No, no, got to go later. We'll see you later, Tony. Thanks for tuning in. And um, Brian can jog on sick of his errors now. That's another interesting one because we are there's I posted about this. Um, Leicester was um a goal down the left hand side, two goals against Middlesbrough, one down the left hand side, one shocking header from Brian. First goal at QPR was down the left hand side. It's it's a little bit of a problem. Um because we all said that Murray Wallace was past it, me included, give him a little bit of a battering. But Brian hasn't really come in and done much better, has he? Yeah, I think he's always, certainly when I saw him at Fulham, and it's probably easy to do in a, in a Fulham side that just always dominate the championship, but he always looked like that sort of modern-day wing-back, wing didn't he, that loves going forward and couldn't really do a great deal going backwards. And I think that's exactly what we seem to have got with him. Um, and yeah, I think certainly in recent weeks, again, there's just been too many errors. I'm never, ever forgiven for the Blackburn game just because it was hilarious. It was just, just hilarious. How do we have an injury? You know, they run down that side and go and score. Um, yeah. But yeah, there just seems to be a lot that, that I just don't think defensively he's, he's fantastic. I, I, again, would he be someone you could potentially move further up the pitch? I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think his, his, his qualities are certainly uh, far better going forward than they are going backwards. So this is for the benefit. Someone's a, a fan who sits a couple of rows in front of me. Just text me for the benefit of John uh, and Tracy who'll be watching. Ben, does Murray Wallace start tomorrow? Should Murray Wallace start tomorrow over Brian? Um, no. I think I actually thought Murray Wallace played quite well when he came on against QPR. Yeah, I thought he looked he looked all right, and I, I've just got I've got a sneaky feeling that Edwards is going to put him back in. I'm not sure though, um, but I got I think Edwards might go might go with him. Um, Will Harding get back in the side now that we have Tanganga again? I think Danny Mack would be the player that might be at risk because obviously not playing in a natural position for him. Um Angus fitness levels as well. Mm. I think if we to see them be gradually up, you might see him come on a bit uh, a bit earlier. Um Saturday, I don't think he will start again tomorrow. Um I'm just gonna go through a few more of the comments. There's a couple more that are coming through. Ben, I'm gonna ask you while I do that if you can give me your starting eleven for tomorrow, please. Um yeah, I was trying to have a think about this earlier um, and was ho I was trying to wait to see if there was any sort of late late lineup news or injury news if anyone was coming back. So um, I think we're obviously going to go Sarkic in goal. Um, I don't think we'll change that back three, will we? So I think it's going to be Coops, Harding and McNamara, I think. Um, I think Joe Bryan will start again. I think Sav will come in for Mitchell. I think Honeyman will stay there. I think Norton Cuffey will stay there. Fleming will start. Um, 
I suppose Watmore's got to start, hasn't he? We haven't got anyone else to, to, to play there. And then, again, a process of elimination, Nisbet's going to start. So the only change I'm actually making is Savin for Mitchell. You're going to get absolutely pelted for that. Well, um, I think that's what will start. I don't know. I don't know how many more changes we can make, can we? Uh, unless Casper comes in for, for Honeyman or Honeyman goes in for moves up for what more potentially. Is it just before I do mine, there's a few that Brian can't defend, need to play further up the pitch. Something you touched on there, um, Ben, as well. There's a couple that have said it. You could probably see him a bit further up the pitch. Pace might be um an issue because he's not he's not slow, but he's not the quickest. But the delivery. It, you could probably get a lot more out of him moving him further up the pitch. Um, PE were lucky against Leeds, expect a tough game tomorrow. I think we win 2 1. Common you Lions. Remember when King started, he was awful with us. Um, Murray Wallace actually plays like he cares, even though technically he's not the best. I like yeah, him. I love Buzzard, by the way, Rob. I really do. He's always mm. one of my favourites. I've been one to defend him when he's been getting some pelters. So, I, yeah, I love Mazza, but yeah, I just think, again, I know. A few goals have come down Brian's side, but I do, I'm just trying to think what is our best chance of winning the game. We need to score, don't we? So I'd keep Brian on just for his attacking play. Uh, I'm also a little bit off subject. We were talking about it earlier. I'm reliably informed that Ched Evans is injured. Oh, okay, that's the touch. So, so got as well, right? He's the same. He's the same. Yeah. He passed us up last year at Wigan. Yeah. No, we don't talk about Wigan. No. Yes, no. no. it's <laughs> Uh, Wallace is a better defender than Brian, but Brian is better going forward. I'd start Wallace. It's amazing the comments. And, and look, we're, we're football fans. We're all fickle football fans. One week they're, they're the hero, one week they're the villain. Imagine um, four weeks ago, people saying Wallace has to play. Wallace has to play. Oh, yeah. you'd get you'd get hammered, wouldn't you? Now it's it's yeah. it seems to be that the tide's turning. Yes, Mazza starts. Um, Connor Sarkic, Matt Tango, Jesus, Wallace, Brian Denor. Sav, Honeyman, Obafemi, Fleming, Norton, Cuffey. I don't think that's... dropping Cooper out of that is bold. Um, I don't think that's far off, though. Personally, it, it, I would go uh, Sarkic. I would probably like to see four at the back, not five. So Danny Mack at right back, uh, Tanganga and Cooper. Cooper, I just and... noticed on his team, he's dropped, he's dropped Coops. Um, I think Cooper, he, he, I, I would still go with him. Um, uh, I would, as a back you think four, I, I would like to see him start. I'd like to see him start over Harden. I think Harden's oh, yeah, I actually a suspect. I don't think he will. I just don't think he's there yet. I think well, I, it, it's interesting. It's interesting to see what the fitness levels are like. But if he's able to, I would certainly start him. Um, I think um, I would, uh, in a back four, I would go Murray Wallace. In a back five, it'd be Brian. But in a back four, I'd go Murray Wallace. Midfield, Sav and uh, George Honeyman. Um, Norton Cuffey, wide right. Again, process of elimination. This is where it gets a bit tricky. Possibly what more on the left. Fleming. And I know it's a risk. I really, really know it's a risk. But I would give Nisbet a kick up had an opportunity and go with dropped out Femi. Hmm? You, dropped, you dropped out then and came back in i was saying oh, for a second sorry um if you missed that guys i said give this bit of uh, rocket up the arse get rid of him and give over a start personally i know the fitness again but you can take him off 
I'd rather see 60 minutes of Obafemi. Um, you can't compare Tom King playing against Spurs at Art Lane with Sarkic playing at QPR. I think, and Kenneth just put, he was talking about Brian King from years gone by, not Tom King. Um, he's talking about Brian King. Wallace cares, that's his strength. Not a fickle fan, but a realist who supports the team lacking resource and quality. No, I agree 100%, Rob, 100%. Um, Alex S, oh, sorry, my error. Uh, no, not to worry, mate. Um, Ken is probably our longest serving uh, fan. So his, his knowledge and players are far outweigh um, most of us. And I'm sure he won't mind me saying that. Ben, uh, we're getting towards sort of the end now. We've, over, we've gone gone for an hour. Um prediction for tomorrow yeah as I said earlier mate I think reaction from the players is what we will get I think Edwards will make sure of that um again just from listening to his his interview earlier um so yeah I think we get a reaction from the players I think we're certainties tomorrow although I have just read a couple of stats that concern me (laughs) um one is that when we have scored the opening goal in nine of our 14 league home games sorry we have scored the opening goal in nine of our nine of our 14 home games this season but we have the worst record when doing so in the division <laughs> so that, that was right, good great brilliant yeah we haven't lost the press since 2019 so um 4-0 defeat pending no i, I do think we're certainties tomorrow i think we'll win it's our reaction from the players uh i'm gonna go 2-0 Millwall. Okay, I mean, if you can not depress the listeners before going to the game tomorrow, that'd be great. I will be telling all my mates, like I did last weekend, to put us in their acker, albeit none of them talk to me anymore, but I am telling them to stick us in their acker because we are nailed on. I'm not as confident as Ben, but I think we'll get over the line tomorrow. I, I've, I've just got it in my head that the whole... Um, Unveiling of the the John Berylson, um way, the the Memorial Day, it's an opportunity to really try and 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 um, celebrate John's life as well as the other supporters that that we've lost um, this year. Sadly, I think the players need a reaction and the fans need a reaction from last week. We need to be seeing better than what we got. I'm going to go with two one. Um, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with a little bit of a a rogue one here. I'm going to go with a uh, a couple of goal scorers, but I'm going to go outside the box a little bit because players that don't really pop up with many goals. George Honeyman, I think his performances have warranted a goal and I think he might might have a time to shine and I'm going to go for one of the centre-backs. We'll go for Big Coops. Um, hasn't scored for a while. Should have scored against Borough. Um, will Ben be travelling down on the Preston coach tomorrow? He's actually not far from Preston. You've got a Preston shirt under that under that uh, jumper there, haven't you? He's got a hairy chest, mate. <laughs> um, we never they saved that for Mickey's only fans. Um, we never played to the occasion. Uh, proven fact, hope we win, but can uh, win tomorrow only as good as your last game. Nervy 1 0 Millwall 1 1. We're a lot poorer than you lot think. Look, I don't think we're the best team in the division by a long way, um, Stephen. I just think that we're so up and down there's a good performance and a bad performance we've had a cut Middlesbrough was was good in the first half but the second half was flat and QPR was poor I think the players there'll be there'll be a reaction uh not one defeat from the Daily Millwall Jesus 
hate to say it, but days like this always go against us, like Bristol City game. Hope I'm wrong. 2 2, Fleming misses a pen. Guys, what's, what's what are we doing? What what's negative? happening? Yeah. No, no more negative fans. Negative fans, I think. Yeah. Six to five, fellas. Lump on Peter. I was going to actually say Norton Cuffey is one of my goal scorers. We are certainties. Six to five. Get as much money on as you can. <laughs> Uh, Mike, hello mate, uh, not sure about tomorrow I'll take an own goal, 1-0 win Hopefully you're there and I'll catch up with you before the game uh, Tomorrow's an occasion that warrants players Who wear a middle line to stand up and perform Rob, I couldn't have put it better myself Much like we expect at every game um, Tomorrow is an opportunity for the players To do the fans proud And the fans that are no longer with us proud Ben, can I have some final words from you please? Uh, thanks to Peter and Mark who have donated uh, to my wonderful charity of the Royal British Legion. Stephen thoroughly enjoyed that, mate. And as and as I've just said, we're nailed on winners tomorrow. We're definitely going to win. Um, and the Joe Edwards Champions League train continues. Absolutely. Um, Peter, thank you very much for the donation. Very much appreciated. Uh, a couple more comments coming in. I see Oba Femi was practicing his diving for a pen against a plastic dummy <laughs> in training. Uh, yep, we'll be there with Sophie. See you tomorrow, Mike. Uh, and Sophie, 3 0 Preston, then we'll sack their manager. Um, we need a performance first and foremost. The results will come. Um, I agree um, with the Lion Blue there. We do need a performance. We do need to stand up and be counted for after last week. Um, it's been um interesting it's been nice to talk about it's been a little bit more positive apart from the last couple of oh, comments, comments people yeah. think we're gonna yeah. we're gonna get um we're gonna get hammered and as steven has said here it's not all doom look at charlton our friends down the road at the valley are having a tough time and it's we shouldn't laugh lovely. but we will anyway lovely. um guys thank you very much for joining me and ben this evening um as i said we we've um we've had an injury crisis we've had suspensions at that Millwall podcast but but ben and i have managed to cobble together and um <laughs> i was just trying to be clever and you've ruined it now um the, the first team has been decimated but we've still got options available much like the lions tomorrow me team have been rolled out <laughs> yeah the reserves um i hope you guys have enjoyed it if you're at the game tomorrow come and say hello if you see me i'll be wandering around um and and up in block 10 um thank you very much for listening again if you can like subscribe to the channel we are over 2100 subscribers now mickey is very very pleased the numbers are going up so if you can continue to do that would be great we're all over twitter instagram uh facebook tiktok um you name it um <laughs> sorry there's a couple of comments coming through it uh cheers alex uh who suspended chris i was trying to be football terms but you guys have have taken it too far you're much like ben first time in ages all presenters have hair yes that's true we are the young guns um we're the young ones now and we, we we do have hair mickey will have fun looking at that back and mike i'm sure he'll um he'll be after you uh rob quinn good fun guys thanks the lube line come on you lions and we'll leave it with that come on you lions Two new uh, two one victory to Millwall tomorrow. You heard it here first. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants. 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. 
Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.